The following recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ. And welcome uh, to our online service and welcome to part two of our conversations um, about living out our mission as a church in the context of COVID-19. Um, last week we looked at what it means to follow Christ and this week we're going to be engaging with loving his church and serving our city. Now if you've tuned in and you're a visitor and you don't regularly attend PCC, don't tune out, don't feel like oh this is an in-house thing, there's nothing in it for me um, because our mission statement is actually based on the three great loves of scripture um, and it's loving God, uh, loving our brothers and sisters and loving our neighbours. Um, so there definitely will be something in it for you as you think about uh, your own Christian experience or if you're considering being a Christian, this is a great uh, conversation to be a part of because hopefully you'll understand what that looks like and be able to think with us um, on how we can continue to, to be faithful to God and honour and love God in this moment and also how we can continue to, to love and care for our brothers and sisters in Christ and, and the Church of Jesus Christ worldwide and also in how we can be reaching out and impacting those around us, our neighbours, our friends and family who don't know Jesus um, in this moment of um, isolation and separation. So we're really glad that you're here to join us in this conversation. And as you'll notice, I have two uh, different guests with me today. Uh, I want to welcome Lewis Barron, our assistant pastor, who uh, is responsible for and oversees our community engagement ministry and is often thinking about how we as a church can be missional in our local community and engage with the needs in our city. Um, and my wife, Nash, uh, is also joining us. Um, Nash oversees our pastoral care ministry um, and plays a key role in helping us think through how we can love each other more effectively um, in, in, as a community of faith. And so I've invited them into this conversation to help uh, us think together about what's happening in this moment right now for us and how we need to extend ourselves or think differently uh, in light of COVID-19 to be the people that God is calling us to be. So uh, how about I pray and uh, we'll, we'll launch in. Father, thank you for this opportunity to come around your word and to have a conversation uh, on these great loves that you've called your followers to embrace. Um, and Lord, we pray that you will help us as we think through and, and talk through uh, the unique challenges and the opportunities that are before us in this uh, different season that we're in. Uh, we pray that, Lord, your word will instruct us that, uh, Lord, as we talk and discuss and uh, hear and suggest ideas, that, Lord, something will spark uh, and stir in our heart uh, that will help us to keep living as effective followers of Jesus in this space and so we ask holy spirit for you to guide us uh, and be with us and help us to hear what you're saying to us in this moment in jesus name amen amen so as we kind of launch off i wanted to read a passage uh, from 2 corinthians chapter 8 and this is a really well-known passage and it's paul writing to the corinthians about contributing to a collection that he's taking up and i know it's specifically talking about money and i know he's specifically talking about money being collected to help other Christians, but I wanted us to use this passage as a launching pad to be thinking about just being generous, um, being kind, uh, and helping out, and being a blessing to other people, and not just the local church or brothers and sisters in Christ, but even our neighbor that doesn't know Jesus. 
And uh, this is what it says. And now, brothers and sisters, so 2 Corinthians 8, uh, starting at verse 1. Now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of, listen to this, very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. Listen to this phrase as well. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves, first of all, to the Lord, and then by the will of God also to us. So we urged Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love uh, we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. So as we begin this conversation, I want to hear from you guys uh, about what are some of the, the things that are happening right now that makes loving others in our church and our brothers and sisters and loving the lost, our neighbors, those who don't know Jesus, what makes it challenging, more challenging even than it normally would be? So Dash, do you want to start uh, in helping us think about how, how COVID has changed the way we love one another as a church? So I think one of the obvious ones is that we can't see each other as often or as easily as we used to be able to. Um, and so going to someone's house or dropping in or going out for coffee or you know coming to church and checking in with people on a weekly basis is just, um, it's not possible. And so it's really um, almost put us in the situation where we have to be creative and think about new ways and different ways in how to still love each other, uh, love the church, I guess, and, and beyond. And so um, I'm, as I was thinking about this question, the thing that came to mind is, you know, like, say, for example, playing a, a, a video game and, you know, you kind of start off, um, you, have, you know what skills you have, you know what weapons you can have and all of those things, but you start off on this level and it's easy and whatever, and every level you go, it just gets harder. And so it feels like for us as a church, um, we're just playing a whole new level um, of, of this game of life, so to speak. And um, that we have the same um, aim, we have the same goal, we have the same teachings of Jesus um, that sh show us how to live. Um, and it's just about us being able to use um, our, our skills, uh, the weapons we have, the, the um, tools and strategies that we have in, in a new way and, and being able to connect with people um, and express in love. Mm. And I, I think one of the great things that we'll come to you in a second was that we do have, that previous generations of the church didn't have this technology. Mm. Um, and it, it has enabled us to maintain some of those connections even though we're not physically present. Uh, to at least some degree, and we just need to be so thankful to God for that and to try and leverage that and maximize that as much as we can. Lewis, your thoughts on, I guess, particularly thinking about people who are outside of the church, who are um, not yet followers of Jesus, how we want to impact and bless them, and what makes uh, that difficult, in particularly in light of COVID 19? Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, Christ's word remains true in every situation, you know, be light and salt, and yet. God's world changes, mm. and sometimes translating that and bringing those two things together, the time of 
promises of Christ's work being loved and sought lovingly, but be my witnesses yep. in uh, our current situation is difficult. And for example, obviously for those of you who know, I head up Paramount Community Care, which is the church's care arm. Mm. And when this first happened, the outbreak, this pandemic, uh, the temptation was just to shut shop, like literally shut shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, just inform all the customers, you know, the current situation can't open, we can't serve you. But we had to rethink, really I had to personally rethink really and think, okay, what are we actually going to do about this? People still need food, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we still needed to care for those who attend PC care because a lot of them are elderly. And so we wanted to try and do both. How do we actually love them and yet uh, provide what they really need, food for staff? And so we decided to um, set up uh, appointments for them and uh, they've been doing that, which has been really great. Uh, they've been coming throughout the week and uh, because of the situation, we decided as a charity just to slash the prices mm. even more That's great. and do everything for 50% cheaper. And people have been really moved by that. Mm. And also, you know, delivering some food to uh, people who are self-isolating and I guess the expression of that love has really moved them. And uh, for those who are not Christians, actually, I think moved them closer to Christ, which has been fantastic to see. Mm-hmm. And clearly, what we're saying is that it's possible, but it's challenging. Uh, but I remember you also saying that there are some new opportunities as well that are opening up. Do you want to speak to some of those things that, you know, we can see that COVID has created uh, ways that we can actually think differently and, and maybe engage in a different way. Yeah, so one thing I came across which was really encouraging was something that Hope 103.2 put out. And it's simply called the Hope Card. And you can find it on the website. And so I downloaded it, printed it off into cards, cut them up, and just went around my neighbourhood with my girls mm. to those who I knew who were by themselves and elderly and just slipped those cards under the door. And basically on the front side of the card, you just name, your address, your number, and then you just tick one of four boxes, you know, I can do groceries for you, um, if you'd like a, a chat with someone, you know, we're here for you, and something that actually happened as we were doing that, going around the neighbourhood, one of our neighbours is a Greek lady, Greek Orthodox lady, and uh, as we were slipping under a door, she noticed, she saw us, and she came out, and she said, oh, I'm self-isolating, I've got emphysema, and I'm really fearful scared and so we were there at her door for about 30 minutes just you know sharing uh, in common struggles and the situation and the fears and the uncertainty and at the end of that I said to her do you mind if I pray for you Mm -hmm. and she was so moved she just started to weep as I prayed for her as I prayed with her and so wonderful opportunity and then um, at the end of that conversation I said look you know our church they're doing service, would you mind if I send you the link? And she said, oh, would you do that? And so I did that, and she's been tuning in. That's great. Which is fantastic. So exciting. That's fantastic. So I want to pick up on something that you both kind of alluded to, that doing this, loving the church, loving each other in this environment is going to take sacrifice, challenge, because it's inconvenient. Um, And I'm reminded of the, the parable of the Good Samaritan that Jesus told Um, where he says that a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. This is Luke chapter 10, verse 30. When he was attacked by robbers, uh, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. 
going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, the most unlikely person, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. And what I love about this story, what challenges me about this story, is that helping others, extending ourselves beyond ourselves is inconvenient, it will be costly, uh, it puts yourself at risk, makes you vulnerable for attack. Um, it's certainly not easy to do this. And I want to suggest that it goes against our very human selfish nature. So I would love to hear your thoughts, both in, in the context of loving our brothers and sisters and also loving uh, those who are not yet followers of Jesus. Um, how do we push against this in, in the light of COVID-19 when it's easy for us to be so aware of our own needs and our own challenges and our own desperate state to actually extend ourselves beyond ourselves to actually reach out to others? Um, Lewis, what are you your first? Yeah, interestingly, in verse 35, it says uh, the next day. Mm. I think something we miss, this guy, this good Samaritan, stayed with this believing person for a full 24 hours, mm. which is remarkable. Mm. And so in that, he had to slow down. Mm. And I remember one Japanese theologian actually saying that walking is the pace of love. Mm. That, in other words, you, you've got to be less hurried. Turbulent, and of course, this is where silence and solitude is so important for Christian life. Just nestling into God, abiding in Him, slowing down, and receiving from Him. I think the only way we're going to be able to give this kind of love, which is so counterintuitive mm-hmm. and goes against the grain of our self-centeredness and self-focus, is by receiving the love of Christ mm-hmm. as we abide in Him. Just Receiving in order to, to give that kind of Christ-like love. Mm. Um, I can't see another way of actually mm. doing it. So I think that's what I would say is that we need to, um, and I think we've got an opportunity because the current situation to actually slow down mm. and maybe to bring some new rhythms mm. into our Christian experience. Mm. Um, slowing, being in God's presence, silence, solitude, so that we can actually be refreshed. Because I think... This is what Jesus did himself over and over and over again as his ministry got more crazy and busy. Everyone wanted a piece of him. Often we find Jesus pulling away from the crowd, from people, so that he could refocus, refresh, and then go back and to be a blessing to people. That's great. And one of the other things, uh, picking up on what you're saying about slowing down, it's not only slowing down to be with God, I think there's an opportunity to slow down to actually see other people um, as well, because we're not in so much of a hurry. And I love that in this passage, it says, you know, he saw him and he took pity on him. And I think in the busyness of our life often, we just don't see. And I think God's given us an incredible opportunity to slow right down, to be more aware of what might be happening, to listen more intently and to see more intently other people in their need. And that's what I was, you know, that would be my answer, is that um, I guess we do need to start by slowing down and um, spending time abiding in Jesus and the vine, because without him we can't do anything. 
but it's also a great opportunity for the Holy Spirit to show us uh, the things that He sees. Because mm -hmm. um, often, particularly in these moments and in this time of isolation and where we're not actually seeing things unless people post it or they, they show it or they contact you or they reach out or, or you're aware, um, but the Holy Spirit, He sees yeah. everything um, in the heart, in, in, in that's, that's done, that's in secret that we're not aware of. Mm -hmm. And so as we're abiding, as we're waiting for Holy Spirit to show us and as we're asking, mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, uh, I don't really know what to do or how to do these, but help me see and help me do, um, then I, I think he, he will show us and he will put people on our heart um, and, and, you know, we can follow that. But then the challenge is like the Samaritan and like the other people, we can see, um, but what do we do? Yeah. And I think that's where it's about, well, when we, we can sit, we can abide, we can dwell, we can hear and we can see, um, but if we're not moved to action um, and I think that requires us dying to ourselves yeah. like you were saying, uh, it is inconvenient it is time consuming it, um, it requires us to, to just go the extra mile even in these um, circumstances but I think the important things like James says as well is, um, is to do and I think um, seeing is one half but asking Asking Holy Spirit um, to help us to help us do, yeah. um, I think, is the thing that we um, we need to keep pushing past. In, in my opinion, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and maybe another helpful thing um, to think about. I remember somebody sharing this with me. It came out of a book that they were reading. But beginning your day by asking King Jesus, "What would you like me to do yeah. today?" And, and that fits in beautifully with our theme for this year, which is kingdom. And to remember that we are subjects of a kingdom. And that has incredible ramifications. One, it assures us that our king is looking out for us. And so even though we're in need and we, we have challenges and problems and uh, a lot of uh, difficulties, we can rest in the fact that we, we are part of the kingdom and our king is generous and kind and caring and is looking out for us. But then also coming before our king and saying, well, what do you want me to do today with the resources you've given me, with the time you've given me, with the opportunities you've given me? Yeah. Who is it that you want me to reach out to, yeah. to connect with? And really bringing that realization into every day that we are subjects of our King and that we are supposed to be living to honor Him and to do His will and His work. So I think those things uh, might be really, really helpful for us to keep in mind that will help us to keep pushing outward. Yeah, no, I was going to ask, I was kind of touching that too, that obviously at this time there's a lot of things we can't do, but what we can do is pray prayers like that, yeah. and I think sometimes maybe if we don't pray those kind of prayers, what would you like me to do, because maybe you think God's going to call me to be a missionary overseas, but more often than not, it's just, I want you to pick up the phone and call so-and-so, yeah. and I want you to encourage them. Um, real practical, tangible. Put a box of groceries together and drop it off at your neighbor's uh, door because you know that they can't get out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and can I say, like, just even in the last three weeks, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that's been so encouraging um, for us um, as, a, as a team and as a church is to see people doing that, like PCC. Like, and I just want to encourage you, PCC, because. 
do it, no matter how nice we might see, yeah, right. I think we're inherently selfish, every yeah. one of us. And um, thank you for those of you who have been willing mm. and, and, and asking Holy Spirit to say, how can I serve people today? Mm. Yeah, it's great. So uh, as we kind of heading to an end, let's focus more on the, the practical stuff. You know, we've, uh, we've kind of touched on some of those things. Because again, as I think about the teachings of Jesus and the New Testament writers in general, when they talk about loving each other and, and loving the lost, it's very practical. You know, Jesus talked about in the parable of the sheep and the goats. It's about feeding, giving a drink, clothing, visiting people who are in hospital, in prison. Uh, James talks about the same thing. Uh, you know, don't say you have faith if you see your, your brother in need and you don't feed him. Uh, we see this theme throughout, but that's the challenge we're in. We, we can't do some of those very practical things uh, that express love. But we, there's a lot we can do. So... Uh, can we think together and maybe share some ideas and suggestions or things we've come across, or some real practical things that we can do in this space to, to express genuine Christian love to one another, our brothers and sisters, um, and also to those outside of the church? Um, Rush, do you want to go first in this one? Yeah, I think the, the key word there is genuine. Mm. Genuine care. Um, so one thing that there is no restriction on is calling, texting, um, and checking in on people. Um, yeah, being present for people. Being present for people. Yeah. And, and I think this is a, an amazing opportunity, amazing time for us to be present, um, to actually show genuine care. Yeah. And genuine care um, might look different for different people, um, but I think just being uh, a be having the ability to let people know that you're thinking of yeah, them, that you haven't forgotten them, mm -hmm. that you um, are praying for them. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we can still mail things, so it's a great opportunity to send some letters or yeah, cards yeah, if you wanted idea. to do something completely different. Um, so many different mm -hmm. things that we can do, but I'm sure you're creative and, and, and um, able to come up with with things to do that, but I think, you know, um, maximizing the opportunities we have with the restrictions we have, mm -hmm. and if it means you, you know, if, if I don't really like exercising, if I'm being honest, um, you love exercising, so, um, but I have walked more in the last three weeks than I've walked in a while, because it's an opportunity for me to spend time with people because I can do that. By law, I'm allowed to go and exercise with one other person. Um, and it's, you know, things like that that we can... And sometimes just having a conversation with someone on, on Skype or something like that, they might not have seen anyone or spoken to anyone for days and just, just that kindness of being able to see someone and have a conversation with someone uh, is just remarkable. Yeah. yeah. I think there's uh, great opportunities with Zoom. Uh, the other day, my soccer buddies, they were moaning on WhatsApp, you know, we haven't seen each other for so long. So I suggested, hey, how about we do a virtual beer? Mm -hmm. Have a beer on Zoom. And they're like, that's a fantastic idea. So we did that, we're all in our gardens. It was awesome, yeah. you know, for an hour and a half, just chatting, encouraging one another. And again, it was a good witness. Um, it's, it's the, uh, you asked the question of mm -hmm. you know, practical things that we need to do. Uh, it's, it's uh, what 
goes for Christianity today. And uh, he's put together this clever little bingo. He's called it Love Your Neighbor Bingo. That's great. And basically, you just get it and you just tick it off. And so we'll, we'll get that sent out to you. It's really interesting and practical. But some things that he mentions, and this is one that we can all do, that is we can love a local restaurant by ordering some takeaway yeah, food. That's great. You will love that one. We're all going to do that. Yeah, actually, I found that when I ordered a coffee at our local coffee shop, they just thanked me and said, thank you for supporting us. You know, it must be really tough. Um, also, as I mentioned, you know, inviting friends to our online service mm. uh, and, and going the extra mile as well and, and maybe contacting them afterwards to see how they found it. That's great. Conversation. That's a, something you can think about. Also, maybe a connect group too. Um, obviously, we hear about the doctors and the nurses being on the front lines and doing it tough and really serving us sacrificially. Yeah. Maybe as a connect group, we could pitch in to get some flowers or a car yeah. and send it to one of the hospitals, Westmead, Maytown, Doomside, or uh, Mount Druid, rather, and yeah, just with a little card of especially thanks and yeah, something like that, just to encourage them. Um, and there's a whole heap of other practical ideas that we could consider, but we'll, we'll send out the little Love Your Neighbor bingo card, and I trust you'll find it helpful. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, guys. So as we kind of wrap up, just want to go back to the scriptures. Uh, I want to take you to 1 John um, chapter 3 as we conclude. Um, and this is what it says in these two profound verses. 1 John chapter 3, 16 to 18. It says this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, the same word that we saw in the Samaritan story, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So just some concluding thoughts. It's impossible to do what we're talking about today, like we said, unless we first have a revelation of God's great love for us, through Jesus. It's just impossible. Um, John goes on to say, the only way we really know what love is, is to first have received God's love for us. And so I want to encourage you this morning, if you're watching and you don't know Jesus, we encourage you to begin your journey there in, in seeing the cross, in seeing Jesus' suffering and his death and his resurrection and all that God did for you in Jesus to rescue you from your sin and to bring you back to himself, to include you in his family, to give you the assur assurance of an eternal life with him you know, forever. And uh, we would love for you to, in this moment of anxiety and worry and, and grief and uncertainty, to find the security and confidence of knowing that you are loved in Jesus. As we encourage you, at the end of this service, there'll be information there on how you can take the next step, how you can get in touch with us through our website, through email, and we would love to continue this conversation offline, as it were, um, and, and introduce you to the love of God that's displayed in Jesus. And the second thing is a challenge for those of us who are Christians, where John's saying, if we have received this love, then if we're not expressing the same kind of love, sacrificial love, generous love, Love that's motivated by compassion, love that is true, love that is an action love, then maybe we haven't fully discovered the greatness of the love of God for us. And so I want to challenge you, as you think about your own heart, as we've talked about how 
it, it has to start there with, with the revelation of the Holy Spirit. That maybe this time of slowing down, like Lewis said, begins with you getting along with God and, and seeking Him to reveal this great love to your heart. That you would know God's love for you. And that as you're filled to overflowing with His love for you, that you will overflow that love towards others. That you would get a revelation birthed in the Holy Spirit of, of Jesus' sacrificial love for you. And so as we conclude, I encourage you to, to consider maybe one of the ideas we've talked about, um, something maybe you can do this week, just one little thing that maybe you can action this week. And even if it is just the realization, God, I need a deeper revelation of your love for me. And I'm going to seek you so that my heart will be gripped with your love so strongly that I would not be able to help myself but love others sacrificially and generously. Let me pray and, uh, and we'll conclude. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the conversation we've had. I thank you for all that's been shared. I thank you for your word and all that it has to say to us in this moment as we consider how to love one another more sincerely and deeply and practically and as we consider how to love um, our neighbors, those who don't know you, those who are far from you, uh, in the same generous, sacrificial way that you love us. And so, Lord, I pray for us as a church, as people of faith, uh, as followers of Jesus, that you will grow us in our love for each other and grow us in our love towards um, our neighbor. Lord, that you will grip our hearts by the, the revelation and the power of your Holy Spirit to move beyond ourselves, to look outward and to be a blessing to those around us. We pray, Lord, even this week that we would have opportunities to do something that will advance your kingdom and that will be honoring of our King Jesus who laid down his life for us. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Well, thanks, guys, for joining me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, next week, we'll be beginning a new series. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, we'll be exploring the uh, eight I Am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John. And so I encourage you, um, tune in again and join us. It's going to be fantastic. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Parramatta Christian Church podcast. To hear other sermons or to find out more about our church, please visit our website at pcc.org.au.